the issue with being as observant as I am and, you know, uh-huh. you know, I, I do with my it? little, I'm just, you know, I'm like a little Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> like I just look around and I make my little jokes Absolutely. and that's what we all do. That's like the, that's, Dude, that's the thing angle. that okay. we do as our currency. Yeah. But people often like, I think I really enjoy making jokes out of like very, oh, I need to call her. I enjoy making jokes out of very specific things and like coming up with things that uh-huh. are just very much drawn from experience or like I just yeah, try yeah. to make it as real as possible. And people are like, I saw that on someone's story the other day. You took it from her. And I'm like, I didn't have her in mind. I'm just. Well, that's like a thing. I think about that a lot with like comedy in general, where it's like it used to be that like people were doing comedy independently all over the in all over the world in like little comedy clubs and bars. Yeah. And it's like it's like there's no there like. In the 80s, it's like, yeah, people were coming up with the same jokes and the same observations. They just weren't overlapping because one person was telling them in St. Louis and one person was telling them in exactly. Jersey City. Well, and it wasn't, even... but now it's like, it's all goes to the internet. So it's like people like you copy and it's like, no, it's just like a good joke from an obvious observation that's happening in society. Exactly. And two people came to it at the same time. You can tell when someone fully ripped off a exactly. joke. Exactly. Thank you. You can tell when you know that they like got it straight from Twitter or when this is at like a common it's thought. It's also thing. really weird on TikTok, like the ethics of like, like I had a friend who, like I had a friend who said a joke on TikTok, and then and it did like okay, and then someone like lip synced them telling the joke, but they like like they lip synced the audio, but it's yeah. just like another person who honestly it kind of looks like them, but right. that one went like psycho viral, and it's like and it's like where do you draw the line? Like, it's when also is it interesting. Okay? Like, do you think I do you think about this a lot? Welcome to Basic Training, a podcast for people that need help. And a podcast. For people, can we turn the monitor off? Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> a podcast for people who have a little sty. You have a sty. I woke up with a sty, which is like the worst thing that okay, can well, happen it, to a woman in life besides rape and murder. <laughs> it looks fine, but I'm that. Oh, sorry, that's like negating. But I, I'm just saying you no, can't it's see not, it. No, it's not. It's not that you're not negating. I'm sorry. I'm not texting. I'm trying to call our producer. Okay. Um. Wait. What was I gonna um, say? Oh wait. This was what I was gonna say. Sorry. Do you ever yeah. think about this a lot? Okay. So you know, like. Oh my god! Stop. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that's the call. It's, I don't know how to do this, Jake. Give me, give me, give me. Give me. What's, what's really the ish? Stressing me out. Oh wait, no, you're in the wrong thing. Hold on. Um, okay, wait. Do you ever think about this a lot? Okay, like so, like when like a vi- like when a trend starts on TikTok and like everyone starts doing a thing. Yes. It's like that had to start by one person just flat out copying another person's video. Yeah, I mean, like I'm gonna do that too, and then eventually everyone does it, and then it's like. It, oh, you're cool because you started the trend. But initially, it's like, you're just someone that someone copied. Yeah. Like, it's it's like, that's a weird, that's weird. Do you, do, do you know what I'm saying? I yes. think this doesn't sound as interesting as I feel like it is. No, it, it makes perfect sense. This is a thing that I'm very passionate about because for like for me, TikTok is partially what I, it, it's my income and it's like, Same, a big, yeah, I yeah. take it quite seriously. Like, these videos, I do work very hard on them from beginning to end. And to me, they are, I see them as like curated little, like, as if, like like the way that a person goes and does a stand up bit, like it's like a little mm-hmm. bit, and I put in work to like make sh- perfect the bit and make sure that it's perfectly delivered and whatever. So to me, it's like kind of a bit of an art, and I know that sounds ridiculous, and they're gonna clip this part and make me go oh, viral for the wrong reasons. But I just really care about the videos that I make, and they're all original. And I understand. I had to make a video a couple weeks ago explaining the idea of common thought to people right. because people don't understand that, especially as you were saying now, like with the world being so vast and social media and whatever, like a billion people all on the same internet, all watching the same movies and then going and like 
it's it's there's value placed on how quickly can you come up with a tweet about this exact movie in this yes. society. People are bound to come up with the same ideas and that's fine. You can always tell when someone just had a like a common idea versus when they copied. And I have no problem when you're when you have as many followers as you or I do and you're already making money from TikTok. There's a certain amount of like copying that's going to happen. Like people are going to start trends off your videos or 100%. whatever. And that's the nature of TikTok. Like that's why we have Stitch. It's that's like why the we premise have of the app in a certain the way. The premise yes. of the app. I wish that like for, especially for smaller creators, if you take like a trend idea from them, you give credit, you try to find who the first person was. But yeah. however, something happened to me a couple months ago that drove me nuts. And I felt, and a lot of people were like, think, thought that I was crazy for being nuts. So I'd like to hear what you all think. Remember that video I made in the airport where I went to um, Austin, Texas and like met that guy that I didn't know? This was a long he time He got you ago. like tickets to a festival? Got me tickets to a festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember those. I made a video about that uh -huh. and it was just a kind of a clever little premise. Who knows if somebody had done a similar type of premise. The idea was that I explained how crazy it was this thing that I'm doing and then the plane appeared behind me. That's essentially it. I'm sure that's been done before, but the words themselves like everything about this video was completely mm -hmm. me and it was organic yeah now it's not an original idea to go to the airport and fly to a place that a man is flying you to right so that's fine you could make a video about that but somebody made a video that was legitimately word for word yeah that's it's so wild and it's like just use the sound at this point they literally were like the exact same jokes it was yeah. like they did the exact same video and it was some guy and I just was like, this is, everyone was talking to me like, this sounds familiar. This has, so I said, okay, fuck it. We're just going to compare the two videos and see how similar they are. Yeah. Word for, for word. word. Yeah. And it's like, then it, there's this whole thing of like, okay, we'll let him have it. He's making, he got hundreds of thousands or millions of views on it. He's making literal money off of it. And yeah. it's my fucking joke. It's my words. Like, to me, it's like, there are it's no really, laws when it comes to that on Yeah, TikTok. it's really, it's really, really bizarre. Like, that's happened to my friend, like. That's like, like my friend, Marsha. Do you remember my friend, Marsha? She. Yes. Belsky. Yeah. That's happened to her like multiple times. Like, do you, the, like she wrote a tweet once that was like, um, the tweet was like, I bring a certain, we should all quit energy to jobs that bosses don't like. Yeah. And then someone took that tweet and overlaid it on a picture of them, like on a porch, like looking out at a lawn and then tweeted it as like an image. And that went like mega, mega viral. But at no point did he say like, I didn't write this. Right. And then like her 100 tampon song has been ripped off. Oh my God. Like brands, tampon brands, like period product brands have used the exact wording in ads and not paid her. And they catch themselves because they all, what they, they all think they're being smart because, because obviously like the, the song 100 tampons, that Mar go listen to and watch the video it's of Marsha so Belsky funny. doing 100 tampons. It's one of the best bits it's in so years. It's so funny. But it's based on the true story of when Sally Ride was going to go to- And she was given went, the 100 space, And she was given 100 tampons. But there are details of it that Marsha had to change to make like the rhyme scheme work. Right. And the brands use those details. Right. Like, so they she don't like essentially wrote, rewrote history a little right. bit. Right. And then they use that thinking like, oh, we're just going to pretend that we're citing the true fact because that's not like, that's not like intellectual property. That's right. just history. But they show their own ass because they don't do the one fucking Google to be like, what's the actual story? Right. And they just rip off Marsha. It makes me so, it makes me so mad. Like, and it's weird on, t on TikTok. It's weird because like part of that premise of the app is like, 
is like people lip syncing to your videos or people like stitching with your videos and that like drives traffic. But then sometimes people do it in a way where it's like, okay, now it kind of does feel like stealing. And it's one of those things where it's like, it's like the porn argument where it's like, I don't know how to define it, but when I see it, I know it. Exactly. It's like, it feels like that sometimes where it's like, there's sometimes where it happens where I'm like, that's absolutely not stealing. And then sometimes you're like, that didn't feel good. Exactly. It's weird. And it's weird because when you're a bigger creator who's already profiting off the app, people are like, well, why don't you just let them have it? Like you already have followers. Like I, that video of mine already went viral. I already yeah. made money off of that video. Why do I need to? Yeah. And it's sort of like, because it's intellectual property, because it's my idea. Like, I don't well, care. But, what, but what's Come up with your up, own fucking joke. But what is ultimately fucked up is it's TikTok's intellectual property. Exactly. Like you post they it to TikTok it. and they own it. Like we don't own any of it. I know. But um, that's what I, that's like, sorry, like this is such a boring rant. I'm about to go on soul stop. But I was going to say, like, no, it's just like, it's like, it's how I feel about people. I was like, you should, cause like I do, like I'm a, I'm like an active stand up comedian. Like yeah. I, I try, I do stand up. I do it a lot. I'm constantly right. writing, but I don't post any of it on the internet because like I want to save it for like yeah. the shows and stuff. And then so that, that's why you see everyone doing like crowd work on the internet. Because is they because, don't want to give away their whole show. Right. And so, but then I don't want to take up my time doing crowd work to then go, go viral on Instagram or TikTok to it like it just makes me feel crazy <laughs> i know i yeah there this whole the tiktok thing is still like a big aspect of the comedy community that nobody's figured out yet like nobody's yeah. figured out how to work it in and it's very frustrating um but speaking of that guy just i'll just give this disclaimer before we move on the guy who like copied the video i reached out to him he fully admitted that he copied it and he was like, I thought you'd be flattered or something. He was like, I just didn't realize it was that big of a deal, but I totally get it now. And I was like, yeah, how could you not realize that that's weird? But he was really nice. He like offered to give me the profits of the video. I was like, don't do that. That's yeah, fine. No. I'm just I want you to know that that like, was weird. You literally can leave the video up, but you should know that I saw it. And it is like you will get nowhere in life. I'll tell you this. If you're it was clear that this guy, I think, was trying to um make videos for a living probably yeah, probably totally. be a creator he was really funny and he already had following of his own if you're trying to get further in that and make money off of your creativity using other people's ideas is like the absolute worst way to ever do that totally ever. like it, you, that will never get you further but he was really nice about it so no need to go find him i think he deleted it anyway but um speak, did you see this mark norman thing what did he do <laughs> what did he what do, did he do? <laughs> Thing. There was a, a show at Stand Up New York. Uh -huh. I think this people didn't realize this, but like a company, a production company, rented out the venue and had some sort of thing. Invited like I, a lot of creators. Like I got an email to go to this thing, secret headliner, and it ended up being Mark Normand. And into his set, some guy like stormed the stage, but that's fucked. Didn't up. do anything. Then they escort the guy off stage. So and what, then, just like walked up on the stage? Yeah, walked up. It's scary. It gave everybody oh, a I little scare. That. Yeah, that's not okay. And then the, they took the guy away and then they escorted Mark off stage and then they evacuated the premises. So this went viral, right? Not viral, but like it's on Reddit. Like everyone's talking about it. Yeah. Um, it turns out that it was all fake. It was staged. I hate this. Isn't that so shitty? Wait, what was the purpose of it? To create like a viral clip, I think. For Mark Norman? No, for the company. I think Mark was paid. I'm sure he'll talk about it on his podcast. He so was just he like, was this company was like, will you come to a set and somebody's going to like interrupt you and it'll be, and I'm sure he was like, And okay. then they'll get a viral clip out of it to make money off of? I guess so. There has to be more to the story. There is definitely more to the story. So That's don't take so my word. There's more, but isn't that weird. ridiculous? That's just, it just goes to show how much like social media is fucking up this medium. You know what I mean? Or like many It's lent a lot yeah. of really great things and great voices and helps 
I think it's like important for people to like get on board with technology and social media as being like a vehicle to speak and make yeah. jokes to audiences. But like there's a point where it's like you're losing the integrity of this art form. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's so fucked up. Think of like tourists who came into the area to go watch a comedy show and then this happened and now they're all freaked out and well, you it's can't, just so shitty. It's not a real comedy wait, show. Wait, but you can't like you can't, you can't like evacuate people out of a space for safety reasons knowing it's fake and then not tell them it was fake like you can't have people think that they were in like physical danger f it feels like there's something wrong right? right like that's like you can't be like sorry there's an unwell man here everyone evacuate you're not safe and then like it turns out he's an actor yeah. but like you find that out on reddit like that's not how that works well, like everyone on, on reddit actually thinks that it was real which once you watch the video back of like the people going up on stage and explaining and you realize that Wait, it's they fake. Explained there, that they explained then and there that it was fake. No. They oh. went up on stage. Someone who was, quote unquote, a producer gets up on stage. And once you know that it's fake, the acting is like horrific. Horrific. And it's kind of actually insane that anybody would think What's this is so real. What's so funny is sometimes with that, though. But the thing is, in real life, uncomfortable moments can look like bad acting. Like, yeah, that's the thing right. is, like, people don't act normal and bad acting can feel real. Yep. If that, do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So... Yeah, they, this went viral, I guess, on Reddit or something. And Wait, I'm gonna thinks it's real, and r slash comedy is like all pissed about it. I don't know. It's like a whole. Thing. Okay, well, two things. I cannot wait to watch those videos. You literally would have to give me two million dollars and put a gun to my head for me to go to r slash comedy on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> is it bad that I was like, I was like in bed next to my boyfriend, just scrolling r slash comedy? I'm like, I feel like I should kill myself. <laughs> I feel like I should kill myself. I actually, he, you know, what's actually so fucking embarrassing? What? He likes Reddit. He likes to scroll. Yeah. He he got really uh, passionate. I like this. He got very passionate about this whole situation. So he was really scrolling Reddit. But this was a couple days ago, way before this happened. And he's scrolling and I'm looking at like over his shoulder at all the crazy Reddit accounts he follows. And up comes NYC influencer snark. And I'm like, you're on that Reddit? He's like, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Is it like a Reddit that makes fun of New York? You don't know about this thing? No. Oh my God. Reddit is really, I'm going to be honest with you guys. For me, if I'm on Reddit, it's for porn. That's pretty much Reddit. Only... Well, Reddit is like the new Tumblr porn. I used to be on Tumblr for porn. Yeah. Well, Twitter, like Reddit Twitter and Reddit are the porn platforms. Really? Other than like the actual porn websites. But yeah. Tumblr used to be. I remember when well, they yeah, took yeah. Tumblr. I mean, well, if, yeah. When they took Tum porn off Tumblr, I was like really depressed. I, I didn't realize that you could get porn from the direct source of porn. Like, sure. You know what sure, I mean? Sure, sure. Like you go to a porn Well, website. but it's hard on those because like what's nice about the Tumblrs or the Reddits is like they're curated. So when you're right. looking at the pages, it's mostly stuff you would want to you see. You would want to see. Whereas like if you're going to like Pornhub homepage or like Xvideos homepage, like you're seeing some stuff that you're like, that is not for me. Yeah, exactly. Nice. And also it feels like nicer and, and more tame. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. Like it feels better to go to Tumblr or Twitter than it does to type in like Brazzers or whatever. Oh, 100%. It's eating at a restaurant versus a bodega. <laughs> Okay, clip That's it. like correct though, right? <laughs> clip it. <laughs> That's like watching porn on a curated Twitter or a curated subreddit is eating at a restaurant and going to going to like straight to Pornhub, straight to X Hamster. That's bodega. You're yes, getting it. But sometimes a bodega sandwich is like hits the spot in a way that a restaurant never could. Oh, that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good. It's I'm not, it's not a quality page. judgment. It's just like sometimes you need to hit a different spot. Wait, I hate when people say, I hate when people <laughs> say that hit the spot. Like, especially like family and stuff. I'm like, you're kind of saying the food made you come, right? Like, that's what <laughs> it's about the G spot. No. <laughs> 
ruined that phrase for <laughs> no, me. No, it's crazy. I have like, never thought of that. Like, I hate when, like, you're, like, out to dinner with, like, someone's family and someone's mom is like, oh, that hit the spot. I'm like, don't tell me that salad made you come. I don't like that. Jake, you ruined that phrase for <laughs> but, me forever. The, the, but what? you're absolutely right. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. <laughs> but that's what it, they're saying. That's what they're saying. You're absolutely right. Fuck. Yeah. Ew. I know. Well, anyways, what were we talking about? <laughs> Should we oh, try calls? Yes. Okay. Wait. But isn't do, do you guys think it's weird that my twenty-seven-year-old male lover is scrolling NYC influencer Reddit? No. I don't think he's like actively contributing, but he was like, "Yeah, I follow this one." I was like, no, "What that, the fuck? Do you ever see?" Also, he was no, like, he "Do you ever see me on he there?" He like works with. Like, it makes sense that he would like part of his job is he's working with influencers. It makes sense he sure. would be interested to say what the website says. No, absolutely. But I said, "Can you look me up?" And he was like, "No." What the fuck? Like. Why? Like, why don't you want to? <laughs> why don't you want to look and see if anyone wrote something? Then uh, he did, and then I wanted to die. <laughs> <laughs> he finally looked, and then I wanted to die. Okay, wait, okay. Um, I'm doing it. Okay. Wait, why is this link? We, I look kind of good in this camera, in our in our Google Meet. Zena's like, <laughs> stop looking at yourself. Zena's like. <laughs> Okay, so huge news for our listeners. Did you know that you can support basic training and at the same time eat chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals by checking out factormeals.com slash basictraining50 and using the code basictraining50 to get 50% off? Factor provides delicious, ready-to-eat meals that are designed, like I said before, by a chef. You can either throw them in the microwave or throw them in the oven. I love that because I, I don't have a microwave, which is not like a choice I made to be like cool. It just doesn't fit in my kitchen. So I was very happy to see that you could throw them in the oven as well. They have calorie smart options, protein plus options, keto options. You can change it up every week, which is something I really love. You can change your schedule if you're like going on vacation. You can pause. You can move your deliveries. It's a really flexible system. And we, they have done the math. If you sign up for Factor, it is less expensive than takeout. And every meal is, again, dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious, okay? Head to factormeals.com slash basictraining50 and use code basictraining50 to get 50% off. That's code basictraining50 at factormeals.com slash basictraining50 to get 50% off. Um, So I am calling in because my girlfriend and I, we've been dating for like three years. We took like, when she went to college, we like broke up for a little bit. But we've basically been dating for three years. Um, and like it's getting like this time we both came home from college for this like winter break and her family just like pisses me off not like pisses me off but like they don't really like they're not very like like they seem to have an issue with us hanging out like that's what pisses me off like I don't want to make it like I love her family literally like second family love like love 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 them but oh my god um but they are like they don't seem to like love us hanging out and anytime she's like not home to hang out with me like they very much don't like it and it's not because like they think we hang out too much or like whatever it's just because like they want her to be home constantly 24 7 and constantly 24 7 they want her to um be like at home like in their care like they don't want her to work ever and it's just like very weird to me and like also I'm not gonna lie like her dad does say things that like really upset me about like her mom and he's like said things about like two like the other day he said um I need dinner for their family and he was like oh like could be better like he didn't really know it was mine 
But like he did, like he did. But then he played off like he didn't know. Um, cause she like likes to make fun, like anything her mom does, she like has to say something about. Um, but so he thought it was like the mom. So then he said something about my food that I like very much take pride in. Basically, I just like don't know what to do because I would love to be like, hey, I really like don't like I don't really like love the way like your family just like has such a say, like such a say in like everything. Um, and I, yeah. like I understand we're still young. Like she's nineteen, I'm eighteen. Oh. We're still young. Like they are going to have a say. Um, and I know like I can't really be like oh I want this way forever because like eventually like there will be a time where I could probably bring that up and be like I don't want to be this way forever, but like that's <laughs> the time right now. I just like it's just like bothering the fuck out of me and I can't really say anything to her because I've like said things about like I've said things about her family before that has like upset her. Like I do realize those things like not like out of pocket, like they, in my, like me bringing them up, I realized later, like, it's not my business. Like that, you know, I may like know things or whatever, but it's like simply not my business. Okay. It hit three minutes and cut off, but. I think that half of it was you just needing to talk about. I was just going to say, I have like, I don't know that I have advice that, I guess I do have advice, but I will say I like deeply empathize with the frustration because this kind of shit makes me so mad. Okay. Like yeah. there's a specific like, well, two, okay, there's two things. One, I remember in that age of, like, I remember in that age of, like, 17 to 20. Um, what's wrong? Just lightly shake before. I just, like, rock it back and forth. I didn't shake it, and it tasted great. Can you open it? I don't have nails. Is this like that? Can you open my orange theory? Have you seen that? No. Oh, okay, wait, wait no, I have. No, I have. Sorry, I have. Wait, don't lose your train of thought. Okay, You're wait, what I was going to say. I remember, like, in that age bracket of, like, 17 to 20, the like schism where there were certain people. I remember like a couple of my friends were still like, come. I remember like I remember being like nineteen, and we made me and a couple of friends made plans to go to dinner. And one of my friends was like, "Hey, sorry, my parents can't say I can't go out." And I was like, "You're a freshman in college." The schism is the perfect. And it was word. a schism where it I was, was like, schism. "Oh, my mom would like at this point like my mom is like, no, do whatever you want." Also, my mom was kind of like, <clears throat> for the most part, was like would let me go out. She just like I had a curfew, but. My mom was my mom's curfew was as late as she wanted to stay up because she refused to go to bed when I wasn't home. So sometimes she'd be like, she would be like, "You have to come home. I'm tired." And I'd be like, "Go to bed." Like, yeah, yeah. But whatever. But like she, but like, I remember being like, "Oh, this is weird." And I remember kind of realizing at the time, like it was kind of one of my first moments of like clocking bad parenting, where I was like, "Oh, you're like not raising your child to be independent. Like you're still making your child very dependent on you." And I think Ugh. it. I think it goes even further. I, it sounds, I'm doing a little bit projecting on this call, and obviously we're only getting one side of the right. story. There's a certain type of family that raises the girls to not go far. Be like, stay in this fucking house. Like, there's a kind of man who raises a daughter to stay and, like, be a daughter for the rest of his life. And it's so fucking gross. <laughs> it makes me so fucking mad. Like, you fucking, you fucking loser. You want to keep your wife and your daughters around and put them down and then have them take care of you because you actually don't know how to do fucking shit. You don't know how to do laundry. You don't know how to do the dishes. You don't even know how to order a pizza, let alone cook some pasta. I fucking hate you. That shit makes me so mad. And it raises these girls who then are like really trapped in this really small life and they don't get to I mean the fact that she's I feel like it's a miracle this girl's dating another woman like I'm sorry I'm really projecting right now but good that shit you're makes very me, no I, I love it how makes you it makes me that. fucking mad like I feel like 
you, you never see, I've never seen this happen with a guy, but the number of girls I've seen who have been raised in a way where they are never like, they're like, I would just never leave my hometown. I'm like, why were you raised like that? Right. Like, you know, I would never like, I would like, I have to, it's like, they, they never raise the boys to do that. They yeah. always raise the girls to stay close. They be like, you better stay close and you better fucking help. Don't go far. Like that shit makes me so mad. He can't, she can't be over at your girlfriend's house. Why? Because you need someone else to do shit for you. Like you don't trust that she's going to be safe. Like she's at her girlfriend's house. She's right. fine. It makes me so mad. And it's like, you are literally preventing your child from like flourishing and growing. Yes. Because you want to have them become this thing forever. Like it makes me. Amen. It makes me so mad in terms of like advice. I think that like, I think that like, it's going to get easier as you can get older because I think that like, but I also think like, I don't know if I, I think that you are allowed to tell your partner dead ass to their face that you don't like their parents. I think you are. If they suck. <laughs> At 18. Yeah. 18, 19. I think it's starting to happen. I think that's the thing that people have a, a hard time doing at like 32. I know, but I think that, like, I think you're allowed to be like, hey, like, I really think it's fucked up how your dad talks to your mom. Wow. Okay, bold. I think it's like, I think it's like, I think it's like, you have to do it with some tact and some strategy, but it, they're not, like, if they can't hear it from their girlfriend, who can they hear it from? And I think it'll, in terms of helping them break out of this cycle of, like, like, I would want, especially, I would want my partner to know, like, hey, this isn't okay because it's not happening in this relationship. Mm -hmm. Just so you know, that's not acceptable. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want that in my life. I don't want that in like my, you know what I mean? Yes, I absolutely know what you mean. Yeah. Many thoughts. Perfect. It's random Yeah, I got you. hot on that one. No, clip it again. Like that's perfect. <laughs> I love that. One thing we can absolutely, schism is really sticking in my brain for me. The amount yeah. of opinions that I had at the ripe old age of 16 about parenting and how my friend's parents yeah, were no. fucking up is insane. Like I'd come home and rant about it. My mom would be like, never leave this house talking about this. Like this stays <laughs> yeah, in here, totally. okay? I was very passionate about the ways that I thought my friend's parents were just so fucking unreasonable and stupid. And therefore, like I, I think that I was a good kid in terms of I was obedient and I didn't have a desire to go out and try a bunch of taboo things and do things that right. I wasn't allowed to do besides eat carbs. I did hide carbs under my bed because that was forbidden for me. <laughs> but you know, the whole saying- like, What carbs did you hide? Like Triscuits? Cereal. Oh, shit. Triscuits. No, my mom had the fucking Triscuits. Triscuits, Triscuits tastes like a wicker chair and anything that tastes like a wicker chair was in my house, okay? We had like oh. cardboard tasting cereal. Oh, you're talking about like, you're talking about like sweet carbs. I'm talking about like I'd Honey have- nut? Like corn flakes, like oh. frosted flakes, oh, okay. little mini, you know, those, those cereals that they have at like a continental breakfast at a Hilton. Absolutely. I would, I would hide those underneath my bed Amazing. and I would go to Trader Joe's and I'd buy things and I'd hide it underneath my bed. Okay. Sorry. But back so, to what you're saying. The, there's a saying strict parents make risky kids or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. You know that thing to an extent that is true. Like the reason that's a lot of my friends, my point with that was that I wasn't, I didn't feel this need to like rebel all the time because I did feel that to an extent. My parents, like, I could tell them certain things. Like, my I could mom, tell them I was going my to My mom's party. line, and I do actually think this was low-key genius, my mom's line was always, I'll trust you until you give me a reason not to. Yeah. So I was like, if I fuck up, it'll make my life harder. Exactly. But so, also, I think I, but also, like, I was always, like, I couldn't, like, sneak out of my house because I was, it's like, okay, now I'm in the forest. Like, where yeah. do I go? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's no, like, there's no, like, it's not like I'm in suburbia and then I can, like, run over to, like, the house party. It's like, I'm 12 miles away from the nearest. So fucking funny. No, I, 
I, it's actually so funny to look back with sort of like an adult, like a, a separated perspective yeah. and figure out the things that my parents and I had a hard time talking about, which was like they made food weird because they were so strict about yeah. food and dieting. And they made relation. I don't think this was necessarily their fault, but like boy and girl things like sex talk, whatever. Sure. I just never felt comfortable talking to them about that. Like it normal. felt like a very taboo thing and which is normal. But for that reason, I was the only thing I was seeking out to do was hooking up with guys in the car, like two blocks down from my house. Oh, sure. Like guys who had a car, I'd go and sit in their back seat and they'd like finger me over my underwear. That was like my favorite thing to do <laughs> in high school. So <laughs> that was the only thing I ever snuck out to do. You when like rate like, cars by their backseat. You're like, I love a camera, big backseat. Like, <laughs> and I, I actually thought it was like the coolest fucking thing ever. Like, That's, because I was a good kid and I never stuck out for I anything. Drove, my stepmom, obviously, like I had different cars in high school, but I remember my stepmom drove a minivan and I fucking hated that car so much. It drove awfully. Like, well, also, it's like, it's just like a minivan on like Vermont back roads. It's like every time you turn like a, a corner, it's like, <laughs> like you're like Tokyo drifting a Toyota Sienna, like around like a dirt road. <laughs> But it was like, I hated this car so much. And I remember the center console was like collapsible for some reason. And I remember one time like leaning on it to make out with my boyfriend at the time. And it like just like collapsed. And me like <laughs> falling onto my boyfriend, knocking all of my stuff. I was like shit everywhere. And I was like, I hate this fucking car. Anyway, Toyota Sienna, a bad car to hook up with in high school. FYI. Well, Toyota, I get it together. Ours was the Ford Fiesta for a little bit. That was the one that I was having a real up fiesta. in. I was having a real fiesta in that. <laughs> no, I really was. I wasn't experienced enough at that point. The next car that was like the one that was a big deal for me was um I don't even remember the type of car, but that was like a nice big back seat and we would always hook up in there. Anyways. That was um, quite exciting to me because when it came to a party, my mom was like, cool, a party. Like, yeah, oh, that's totally. cool. They're inviting the sophomores this year. Tell me everything. Yeah. And my mom was like, they. it was like fun. Like, we could talk about that kind of thing. Right. So I thought it was fucking cool that I wouldn't even have to sneak out. I'd be like, mom, at 8 p.m., I'd say, I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to, like, go hang out with my friend who lives down the street, a girlfriend who lives down the street. She'd be like, okay. Meanwhile, I'd just go and sit in someone's car and make out. Okay, but the point is... I would get worked the fuck up by watching my friends like, like, what do you mean your mom said that you have to clean your room before you could like hang out with me? I'm at your house right now. Like that's so I know I am the definition. And I know that there are cultural differences in this conversation because <laughs> have you ever seen that clip? The stand up clip? I think it's Aries Spears, I want to say. OK, this guy, this really funny guy. He's on stage talking. He has this whole bit about like. Have you ever been with like your white friend when you were a kid and your mom busts open the door and is like, you guys got it. You need to clean this room right now. Yeah, yeah, and the white kid is like, you can't let her talk to you that way. <laughs> that was <laughs> That's you. Literally me. I was like, why the fuck is your mom being so disrespectful? I'm I'm a guest. I'm at your house. Why is she making you like take out the trash while I'm here? Like, I know. But honestly, honestly, I do feel that way. It's like, let your kid chill. I would hang out with my nerdy friends who got perfect grades and did nothing wrong. But then like they have one friend over and the friend's parents are like being so rude and mean and yelling at them while I'm there. And it's like, I don't know. I just think that's something like my parents wouldn't do. It's something I wouldn't do. Yeah. It's I mean, shitty. there are definitely they're like are definitely. Why do you want to like embarrass your kid in front of her friends? Yeah. I mean, I think that like in general, there are definitely like the cultural differences that come into it are like a little bit above our pay grade. Right. But I, agree. I, I get what you're saying about like. I remember like it's also interesting. I think for me, it's a little bit different because I was also like living in two different households, experiencing very aggressively yeah, two yeah. different kinds of parenting. Yeah. And I very much preferred one to the other. And like, it was interesting growing up in two different households. The people who I, I'm, it's like, I'm trying to talk around my parents, but the parents who I, 
don't listen to this podcast. The ones that I need to like, be cautious. Right, right. But like the way that my the way that like I was parented at my dad and my stepmom's house versus the way I was parented at my mom's house was like very different. And because of the contrast, I was able to be like, oh, like one of these is more effective than the other. Like as I got older, like over the course, because like my parents left and my dad got with my stepmom like when I was like eight. And then right. it was like as I became like a late teenager, I was like, oh wait, like this is not effect like I got realizing like, oh, like trying to make sure that your kid like fears you is like not effective. Ex it, thank like, you. Exactly. And realizing like, I was like, oh, like it, like I, there was a period where I maybe thought I respected them more when I was a little bit younger because I was like afraid of them. Yeah. But then I was like, oh no, I respect, I respect my mom way more. Like she's right. got her shit together. Exactly. That's what, you know I'm, what I'm trying I mean? to get at. Jake always phrases it perfectly. But yeah, <sighs> anyway, I, in regards to your call, I think you just need to rant about a very common situation that we totally relate to. I think that you need to find someone that you should bitch about it to as much as you need to. Yeah. And maybe also minimize your contact with them. But I will say it's like, it's, it, it's hard for us to know this because we're not seeing it with our own two eyes. Yeah. I think if there's something truly fucked up going on, you're allowed to tell your girlfriend like, hey, I think this is fucked up. Right. And say it with empathy and pathos. But like you, I think you're allowed to say that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? All yeah. right. I already know the answer to this question based on the title of the call. I shouldn't say that, but I'm, I have a confident guess. Hi, I love the podcast. And I listened to the episode last week about you saying that it's none of that girl's business to tell her client that her husband is cheating on her. But I'm kind of in a similar predicament, but I don't really know if it's my place to tell the girl. But it's my boyfriend's friend, his roommate. He's basically a terrible person. Not my boyfriend, that's his friend. And we're like, he's trying to distance himself from it. He's trying to move out because he's realized how terrible this friend is. But we were out one night and his girlfriend wasn't there. My friend's boyfriend, my, my boyfriend's friend, girlfriend wasn't there and he got really mad at her because she was out at a bar without her without him and he ended up making out with a six-year-old woman and I watched it and I also listened to him scream at her on the phone the whole way home and my boyfriend and I were just kind of in shock and I did kind of yell at him and I said some kind of mean things like who raised you but um it's been about a month or two and it just sits on my heart. Every time I see her, I like my heart breaks because I don't know. I just, I can't imagine like sitting there thinking that your boyfriend is great. I don't know. Maybe she knows, maybe she doesn't, but mm. is it my boyfriend's place to tell her? Should he talk to him about it? Like, I don't know. It just really makes me upset that that's going on. And I feel like I should do something, but I don't know what to do. Thanks. Bye. Okay, I'm less confident in my answer than I was before the call. Because the call was titled, Do I Tell the Girl Her Boyfriend is Cheating? And I thought I knew the answer, but maybe I don't. What are your thoughts? I had a similar situation. Can you believe that? That's weird that I had a similar situation. It's not, because straight guys do this shit. Yeah, you're absolutely it's not right. It's that weird to me. I, I'm a friend of a friend that I wasn't even close enough with to be able to tell. So this is a totally different, I guess. But I knew a friend whose boyfriend was like habitually matching with much older women on Bumble. That was like his kink. And going out with like MILFs all the time and cheating, essentially. I just felt like I wasn't friends with the girl. Even if I did know, like I wouldn't, I didn't see her enough to like tell her, like that's not my, so it, yeah. I kind of got to like, I got out of that one kind of nicely. Yeah. But um, I just like, it was sort of like a gossip, like like lore of a couple that I didn't know. Yeah. But yeah, guys do that, man. Something about these MILFs. Okay, it sounds like she's a little bit closer to this person. Like she says, every time I see her, like 
they see each other semi-often. Yeah. It's her boyfriend's roommate or her boyfriend's friend's roommate. Yeah. So she sees him a lot. She sees her enough. I think, I my here's what my gut is saying. I don't know if I'm going to, let me just voice this and we'll see if I think it's right. Yeah. It sounds like there's a larger conversation you could have with her about this man. If he's like screaming at her on the phone in front of you, I there is a conversation to be had about like, hey, like, how are things going with Derek? Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, it seems like he was like, and you could bring it up in like a, hey, like, I thought it was really fucked up how he talked to you. He made out with a woman that night. Like, these are just things I saw. Like, you don't even have to present it as like, he's cheating on you. Just like, here are things I saw that night that I don't, like, I just want to make sure you feel safe and okay. And then that conversation can happen. Right. Maybe I, that, but like, yeah. cause like, I think it's like, I think that there's something, it sounds to me like your, your, your like drive to talk to her is not like, oh my God, she's being cheated on. It's like, I think she like shouldn't be in this relationship. It doesn't seem like it's like a, a good space for her. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I totally agree with I you. I think that's the answer. I think that's the answer because too. Because our, our whole argument that we've had, like when we had Ashley and Claire on, when we've talked about this before is like. The cheating thing is like if you see a man with another woman and you immediately project your assumptions about their relationship, their da 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 da, on them, and then do actions on that, and that's what we say is bad. Yes. But you seem to know the the circumstances of the relationship. You know that it seems a emotionally abusive. Yes. Like, I think you're allowed to address that. We're not saying like you're not allowed to address. You're not allowed to address other people's relationship, like people in your lives' relationship. We're talking about it. You're not allowed to make assumptions and then act on it. You're, I think that we now that we, we've talked about this enough that we can come up with like a, a very good protocol. I kind of love how this. this us talking about this once has led to like a lot of calls about it that have made us like dig deeper and deeper. And exactly. Deeper on it. I totally fun. agree. I say that the protocol is here. There should be like a checklist of things that you need to check yourself internally before you tell somebody about a cheating thing. Well, also don't even frame it as tell them talk to somebody about their relationship. Right. Are you coming from a perspective of wanting them to break up? I think that is. The first thing is like you can secretly want someone to break up. Like I'm sure you want this couple to break up. But is your intention in talking to this person to say, hey, you should break up with them. They cheated on you. Or is it you need to come from the perspective that Jake said of like, I want you to feel safe talking to me. Here's what I've observed. Yeah. And here's what I know. Even if your secret intention is like, I really hope she breaks up with this guy. You can't be like, I'm telling you this so you can break up with him. Because then this girl's never going to talk to you again. If she well, decides not to, you're telling her what to do. I'm telling her what so to do. Then that. if you, if she doesn't immediately do it, which one day she will break up with him. Yeah. But if she doesn't do it yet, she's going to feel like she can't confide in you about yeah. anything anymore because you're judging her for not breaking up. You need to also consider: Are you close? Are you friends? Yes. Like you need to be friends. You need to be close. Yes. It would be totally inappropriate of me or that hairdresser, right? The salon 100%. person. You cannot. You don't know that person well enough. It just you can't be the one to do it. But if you're and also and also. Are the things that you feel like you need to let them know about, like things you know for a fact are like wrong? Yeah. Or is it something that you are projecting? Exactly. Like you can't someone be making like screaming, assumptions. Someone screaming at their girlfriend on the phone, calling them a piece of shit, calling them a bitch. Objectively, Objectively wrong. wrong. And There's also no... you have a firsthand experience of seeing it. Yes. If you heard from somebody who heard from somebody that he kissed somebody at this place or that he yelled at her on the phone or whatever... I don't think you can talk about it yet. Yeah. You need to have had serious firsthand, like you need to see the fucking photo of it happening. You need to have witnessed this happening mm -hmm. in order to speak from like a credible position about it. You cannot give this person any doubt that it happened. 100%. I think that's another thing to consider. 100%. You know, yeah. you can't like be speaking on a rumor. I think that's the answer though. 
I think we we've come up with a nice little protocol I for the situation. But don't if you have another situation that we haven't still call yet, in. Call we're in ready that. to refine that. Okay, this question seems lofty. I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. From Vogue, The Run-Through, a new weekly podcast featuring the most riveting news in fashion and culture. With Vogue's take on the big stories. Fashion in relation to sports, culture and politics. From the red carpets and runways to political and cultural events. Bringing you undertold stories from around the globe. With voices rarely accessible and uncommonly authentic. On this season of The Run-Through, Serena Williams, Michaela Cole, Mathieu Blasé, and more. The Run-Through with Vogue. I'm Chloe Mao. I'm Cho Minaldi. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Talia. Hey, Jake. The quality of an international so call. Crisp. It sends me to the crisp. moon. I love it so much. Okay, go. Delicious. Love the pod. Oh. Um, so I'm calling in love with my little Wait. dilemma. So I'm like freshly 21 and Mazel. I go to college and I actually absolutely adore what I study and I, it's probably my biggest passion and I can't see myself doing anything else. But for some reason, my like monkey brain is convinced that I could literally do anything in the entire <laughs> world. And I'm almost sad that like I'm missing out on other opportunities because I'm already passionate <laughs> about something else. Like in my mind, for some reason, I'm like, I will be an astronaut and go to space one day. And like, I'm going to be an archaeologist and find a dinosaur and win an Olympic gold medal, which makes no sense, I know. But I'm like kind of sad that I'm never going to get experience some things because in order to do amazing things, you have to I'm focus the call. on one thing. <laughs> I mean, so. I'm the call. What am I supposed to do when I'm a girl who wants oh, to I already know what I'm going to say. Thanks well, for your it's, help, guys. It's something Bye. we say all the time. There's nothing wrong with you. Am I crazy? No, but here's what do I always say? Life is long. Life is long. You do always like, say that. I'm sorry. Like life is short, but life is long. Life is really long. You are like it is so easy when you like for you to think like let's you didn't say what your passion is. So let's just like let's just say I'm obsessed with this person. Oh, obsessed with them. They're the sweetest person in the world. Let's say that your passion is like like radiology. Like you're doing right. radiology and you're like, I love doing this. I know I'm gonna be a radiologist for the rest of my life. Life is long. You could end up being a radiologist in space. You could end up marrying an archaeologist and going with them on a thing. You could end up you could end up being a radiologist for 20 years, meeting something, finding out of a new program, changing over, having a whole new career after 45. Like there are so many things that can happen. TikTok didn't fucking exist when I was in college. I didn't know that this was going to be my life. Like right. I didn't know podcasting wasn't even a big thing when I was in like, right. you know what I mean? Like I knew, I, I guess I knew I was going to be a standup, but that is such a, that's only like, there's so many parts of my life I didn't know about. You know what I mean? Like there are so many things. Your life is going to take so many like turns. The fact that you have one thing that you're passionate about is such Incredible. a fucking gift in life. Just go with that and like live life with like the openness of letting other things come your way. And they're going to happen. Like you are so gifted to have this perspective. There is absolutely nothing wrong. In fact, you should be making an effort not to lose this feeling. Like yeah. you should really, really try to have this and carry it through life. I get that there's a frustrating aspect. I validate that. 
I also feel that way. I saw the Hunger Games and I was like, I should shoot arrows. Like I can do that. I can absolutely win one of these things. I have that little bit in me too. But here's the problem. That little voice in my head that says, you can do anything. This would actually be really fun. I used to also think like, maybe I do want to go to space. I used, I watched Grey's Anatomy for a season and I was like, I should be a doctor. But no, I can't. But like these things, there's so many different, um, I can never go to space either. But like, there's entertaining ideas that are fun to think about for me. And I like, I used to really like to sit and think about the possibility that like, I could do all these things and some things are really not scary to me that maybe are scary to other people. Why are not, why am I yeah. not pursuing them? I feel like I kind of lose that every single day. And that's like life wearing on me. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that that's going to happen to you. I'm saying you need to be making an effort to keep this perspective, to keep this sort of whimsy and passion yeah. about life. Like I wish that I still had a desire to explore all seven of my passions instead of zeroing in on this one and feeling like, oh, I just don't have enough time. I do have enough time. I'm just lazy and not that confident anymore. I really hope to God you do not, that does not happen to you. Yeah. Like, I really think that this, you're gifted with this idea. Well, also this you're still in college and I don't want this to sound, I don't want this to sound, um, I don't want this to sound. Patronizing? Uh, thank you. I was trying to, that, that was yeah. really having a hard time finding that word. Um, I don't want this to sound patronizing, but something that they don't really tell you when you're in high school and when you're in college is your life is going to be the smallest it's ever been right now because you are on like by nature of how like majors work and how programs work is like your life is on a track Yeah, and you're about to, unless some people stay on a track their whole lives. Like people are like, like, I feel like this is like a lot of doctors. It's like you go to med school and then you're on this track through your thirties and then you're doing, you're a doctor, you know what I mean? Right. But you also can fall off the track and sometimes that leads to people kind of spinning out but also i think it's like wonderful where it's like your life can go in a million different directions and can change day to day My, yeah. i'm not on a track i'm on a whitewater raft you know what right. i mean it's like it's there's and the more i also think the less you think about your life as being on one specific track the more successful you're going to be the more fun it is because there's more opportunities that come your way like if you're open to receiving something from like this is sounding so woo woo it, i barely sound like a comedian right now but it's like the more you're just like yeah like let's see what happens and you're just like intentional and smart and like open like shit happens good right. shit happens good shit does happen i think that you're you are going to explore all these different passions at some point or some some of them will melt away but the goal should be to keep as many of them as possible. Yeah. You have enough time, I promise you. Right now, like, don't let it stress you out. 100%. You're going to focus on this one thing while you're in college, whatever. But, like, please do not lose this curiosity and this, like, I wish that I had more of what you have. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with you. There is absolutely nothing that's going to stop you from doing these things. If, if Think of it this way. If you really, if these things are meant to happen for you, if you really want them to happen, I do believe to a certain extent that, like, the the raft of life will blow you in that direction yeah. eventually life is long you're gonna get there everything that really is that you're supposed to do that you really are truly good at i do believe to a certain extent that the path of life will draw you towards that totally. i really think that you're going to be called to whatever you're supposed to do yeah but that can be multiple things i was gonna say in constant change, you could do this passionate thing for like i already said this but like you do it for 20 years and be like okay i did that now I've, moving on to the next thing exactly I, I how many times a day do i say that i don't want kids people every single day but I'm convinced that at 60, I might adopt one. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> totally. things can change. Like, I just, I think that, like, there are going to be phases and chapters of my life. And I'm very open to yes. that. Yes. Uh, chapters, man. So please keep whatever. Like, you called in with something that I yeah. want more of. Keep it. Don't change it. Enjoy it. We adore Sit you. With it.
Don't let and don't let other people try to like squash you on it. Yeah. Do we have another one? We have four calls. Remember, we're doing four calls now. Wow. Look at us. Thanks for calling people. Hi, Talia and Jake. I'm Katie. I'm a senior in high school, and I love your podcast. It keeps me entertained on my long drive. So my question is: Is there's this guy who I've known for a while? We like liked each other in middle school. Blah blah blah. Um, we're friends for a while, and then started getting really close again this year. And when we first started getting close, he was more or less, like, in love with this girl from a neighboring school. And things were going really well with him for a while, but then she ended up absolutely breaking his heart, and she got really depressed. And I was, like, one of the only people to talk to about it. Um, and now he's saying that, like, she's lost him, he's over it, but she still can't see people on her. And he tells me all the time, oh, he's done with women. He's sick of getting his heart broken. But you're probably going to know what I'm about to say. <laughs> I kind of have feelings for him. Um, but I also don't know because I definitely think I have commitment issues. Um, I always struggle to tell if I like somebody or if I just... You cannot have co- co- to have commitment issues when you are a senior <laughs> in high school. It's, sorry, I don't wait. Like, almost want to no, cut no, no, this because no. I'm not trying to be cruel, but it's like... Well, I was the exact same way. Yeah. I was 17, like, watching TV and, like, yeah, I feel like Carrie Bradshaw, too. Like, I think <laughs> I do have that kind of issue. That's happened to me, too. I never had a boyfriend before. So, I get it. Like, the attention. But in his case, I do think I actually like him. So, I guess I have a two-part question. A, how how do I know if I actually like somebody or just like the attention? Um, and then B, what, what do I do? Like... I also forgot to mention, I heard from a friend that he thinks I'm really hot and maybe likes me. I don't know. I think the chemistry is definitely there. I just don't know how to approach the situation. Wait, what was the second I think question? I should probably make the first move. But yeah, any advice that you have. Sorry for how long this is. Thanks, guys. Bye. Um, um, okay. Do you actually like him? How do you tell? It's like, do you actually like spending time with him? Do you finally, Are you bored when you guys are hanging out? or And do you want, like... Do you fantasize about the idea of him, like his family and his friends and whatever? Or do you fantasize about being with him and hang- and hanging out? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, do you actually feel like, is it, are you actually excited when you're with him and excited by the idea of it? Or is it that when you think of not having the attention he's giving you, you get anxious? Do you know what I mean? Those are like the Could two. Could you different. spend like all day with him? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then what do you do? Is like, I mean, it sounds like you guys are hanging out a bunch. So if you actually are like, oh wait, no, I do like him, then like just make a move. Try to kiss him. Amen. I think it's like pretty straightforward. Well, it's really hard to just make a move, but also I and in terms of having like commitment issues, like you're young, like you guys can date, you guys can hook up. Like it's it, it, it Well, she doesn't have that kind of perspective yet. She's sure, young. Sure, she's sure, sure, she's sure. like this is like a huge deal in that. Like, remember, life is small at that point. You know what I mean? Life is small. I totally get like I to- I cannot tell you how much I relate to you being like I think I have commitment issues and like I was like 18 never had a boyfriend being like yeah I'm just afraid of love like I'm just like not <laughs> <laughs> I was like I'm just like on a rom-com I'm just so like that's I don't so, know that's like genuinely so funny because I was obsessed with like women on tv and like being cool and I don't no, know but course. like but I just was like that independent. I wanted to be confident and independent. And like, right. no, totally, that's what totally, I thought totally. I was. Maybe you are. But like, 
at the end of the day, you're 17. You don't don't project, don't internalize issues that you've heard about and think, oh, that sounds like me. Right. Do not give yourself any of those things because odds are you don't have any of those issues and don't start to develop as though you do. Like, do not tell yourself you have commitment issues at 17. Like, then you will. You don't right. want commitment issues are not good. They're not like a cute, charming quirk that like women. Well, and that's what I, that, I guess that's what I'm trying to say is like it's and like. You should like. In my mind, commitment issues means like you're nervous about like entering a relationship that could lead to like marriage, building yeah. a life together. It's like the only thing you should be worried about committing to right now is college. If you want to yeah, go, like exactly. you know what I mean. It's like dating right now is not a commitment in that way. I was like, you're committing. I guess you're committing something. And yeah, I'm being sorry. I'm doing a bad job of like shirking my perspective as a 31 year old and not thinking about this as like an 18 year old. There you go. It's just, it's it's just not like a cute thing to be. You don't want to do it. So don't tell yourself that you are because you don't I would have that say problem. In general, the more the the older I've gotten, the more I wish I had run headlong into more things commitment and then yeah, like. And then Ben, I wish I had been more comfortable with committing to things and then ending those commitments if it didn't work out. This I was so, I that, hedged my bets too much. Have you seen uh, Lorelai Gilmore? Have you seen the Gilmore Girls? Yes. <laughs> have you seen Lorelai Gilmore? So there's a scene in Gilmore Girls where she's like, I'm like a commitment phobe and I have all these relationship problems and I'm glad that you've inherited so many of my good sides, but that's something I don't want you to have. And like, you do not have to be like me in that regard. Yeah, totally. I think that that was a very honest conversation that really did feel like it was between an older woman and a younger woman. Like, you think I'm cool and you look up to me and therefore you equate me being like independent and confident and cool with like a person who isn't able to say I love you to a man. That's not a good quality. Yeah, you don't totally. want it. It doesn't mean that you're cool. You should love freely and easily and like with caution, yeah. but you should commit. You should not totally. have a problem. And I don't think that you actually developed that problem yet. So don't try to don't tell yourself that you have Amen. it. But um, yeah, in terms of making a move, in terms of what to do next, I mean, just going up and kissing him is hard. But like the one perspective we can offer, and I'm sorry that this doesn't feel empathetic to you. Like I'm trying to put myself in your shoes as a high schooler. And I know that this sounds crazy as a high schooler. I don't know if I would have been able to do it, but looking back at my age now, so many things would have been easier in dealing with teenage boys. If I had just learned that making the first move is 90% of it. 100%. They just are not able to we make talked about the this fucking, like last episode. We talked about it last episode. Or two episodes ago, whatever it was. It's so fucking scary. You're probably not going to take our advice and you're not going to realize this until you're 25 like us. Or sorry, like me. You're not 25. I just don't. I think that this is the easiest thing ever looking back. So please understand. Like, I think of how many more little boyfriends I might have had in high school or guys I liked that would have pissed me back if I had just been like, Hey, Jake, I like you. Like, you know what I mean? 100%. Why didn't I just say it? Text him. Be like, hey, do you want to go get ice cream later? Or like next time you're with him, just like kind of lean in and like see if you can give him a little kiss on the cheek. Yeah, that's I mean, see what happens. He'll probably kiss you back. He's a teenage boy. He's excited. Also, like, yes, it's scary, but that's what makes it fun. That's what makes it fun. Try and do it. I guarantee like I think 90% of the time that would have worked for me. And try it and then call us and give us updates. Yeah, we still want to do our updates, updates episode, guys. Okay. This has been Basic Training. We love you for listening. Um, reminder, you can watch the show on YouTube. You it is available watch to watch on YouTube. YouTube. Go watch it, rate it, and review it on all those platforms. You know YouTube, you want to see these Spotify, pits. Um, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, whatever you're listening on. Rate us, review us. Yeah. Give us feedback if you want. Still give us five stars, but give us feedback. We can love it all. Can you just take five seconds? Please, if you're listening, if everyone who listened to this podcast rated us five stars, that would be huge. If just everyone please. who was listening right now rated us on Spotify and Apple Music, like just took the two seconds to just do that, two that seconds. boost in one week would be crazy. Literally just look at your screen, 
press five stars and then goodbye. Yeah. Leave if you're on Apple, write a review. We would love that too. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. 929-269-4960. Call us. The calls are always so gorgeous. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. 